Welcome to the Soul Journeys Podcast. My name is Jennifer Longmore, and I am founder of the number one Akashic Record training school in the world. As a seasoned light worker and ascension worker, I want to bring you the show to provide you with the divine guidance and tools that you need as a light worker and change agent to navigate this great awakening. So if that is something that you're craving, then you have come to the right place. Think of this High Vibe podcast as your guide to the changes that we're seeing in the world so that you can be supported in navigating the new paradigm. Leave it to me to provide you with the divine tools, resources, and experts that will support you in navigating this once-in-a-lifetime epic event. Thank you for pressing play. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Soul Journeys podcast for Navigating the Great Awakening. I am your host, Jennifer Longmore. As you know, <laughs> we are going to dive in today and we're going to talk about purpose. And the reason why we're going to talk about purpose is because that has really been pressed upon over these last several months. We are getting really clear on what we value and what we don't. And we are feeling a deeper call. We have this awareness now that we're being called to bigger things. We have this awareness that everything that we experience in our life has been in service to this moment that we're in. We are ushering in a new age. It's more than a new paradigm. It's more than a new earth. We're ushering in a new age. We are in the midst of making history. We are literally straddling two worlds right now. So we are naturally feeling called to get even more clear on our purpose. And I want to support you today with talking about the 20 divine truths about fulfilling our purpose and living in alignment. Is there's usually little tweaks that we want to make. So this isn't necessarily going to be new information today in the sense that I know that if you're or if you're listening to this podcast, you're already awake, <laughs> so I get that. Uh, and I also know, even for me, when I go back and read a book, for example, I'll I'll hear something and read something that I obviously read the first time, but it didn't land. So today, my my sense is that there's going to be things that you just hear differently to remind yourself of something, or again, you're just going to hear it differently. It's going to land differently than maybe. You had heard it even six months ago because, of course, we're so different now, right? So much of us has shifted that what we might have heard six months ago is going to land very, very differently now. So I want to operate under the construct that we spend our lives trying to answer a few simple but profound questions. One of them is, what is the meaning of my life? What am I here to contribute? And what is my purpose and how can I share it? We spend our whole life trying to figure that out. And it can tie us in not because we also struggle with the conditioning and the indoctrination of being good, getting things right, not being wrong, <laughs> and not screwing things up. We have an immense amount of pressure at a young age because of the indoctrination in our school system for most people. I know some people have not been exposed to that, and that's amazing. Uh, and it's also not wrong if we have been exposed to the indoctrination because there would have been a reason for that too. But let's pretend that we 
culturally have been indoctrinated into this sense of at a very young age we need to figure out what we want to be when we grow up because we need to go work for someone else and go and make someone else money basically is why we've been indoctrinated that way. We have an immense amount of pressure on us to get it right, to figure out what we're going to do with the rest of our lives. And I don't know what your journey is, but I can certainly assure you that when I was in university, I would have never expected to be doing what I'm doing now. I would have never expected to be a business coach and uh, be running a, a successful Akashic Record Academy and all the rest of it, right? It just wasn't on my radar. I've pivoted many times, including in my own business. So I'm glad I have the freedom of that, and part of that would have been extracting myself from the matrix as much as I knew to, right? I mean, there's way more that we're uncovering now. There's some things I've learned, and I've learned this for my own purpose, but I've also learned this because I've done over 30,000 Akashic Record readings, and Every person wants to get clarity on their purpose. And so there's certain common things that I've noticed over the years with folks. And I want to share this with you in case there's an opportunity for you to amplify something or there's an opportunity for you to shift your perspective so you can feel even more aligned than you already are in your purpose. So we're going to start (laughs) diving right into number one. When you have a misidentified and misapplied sense of purpose, you make healing yourself a purpose. And this can also apply to gaining weight so that our purpose is to become, is to lose weight, to create debt, so our purpose is to dig ourselves out of debt. But healing can be a big portion of this because we have a sense of being purposeful. Our purpose is to get better. It can still be a misidentified sense. So yes, Sometimes we need to manifest issues to heal so that we discover the healer in us. But let's assume that we're already past that and we might still be in just that routine and that habit of manifesting things so that it becomes our purpose to shift it when we're nervous about our own purpose, when our own purpose feels too big or we don't feel supported in it, things like that. These are some big ones. We're going deep. (laughs) Number two, when we turn healing into a full-time job, meaning healing ourselves into a full-time job, it's an energy of distraction for really living our purpose. I'm a firm believer that we're all diamonds. We're all whole and sparkly. And there might be parts of our diamond from time to time that get a little dusty and we just need to polish it off. Anytime people come to me, I already view them as whole. And I'm helping them remember that they're whole because they come to me thinking that they need to fix something in their life or fix something in themselves. And yes, we want to release the illusions, but that's still not a fixing energy. Number three, when we treat ourselves as a project that needs to be fixed, we will always create more ailments to fix it because we have to fulfill the the job, right? So if if we have decided it's a project, we always have to have pieces of the project to work on. We're very good at this, by the way, in dating people that are projects. So I'm just going to fix them up. Oh, they're struggling, but look at all their potential. <laughs> I'm going to fix them. I'm going to help them be the best version of them, and they're going to be my pet project. Now, it's not like we would say that, 
if we look back on relationships, we can perhaps see where that might have happened or we can see where people close to us are doing that with their partners. Number four, what we focus on expands. When we focus on what's wrong with us, we will continue to generate evidence to prove ourselves right, just as if we focus on what's right with ourselves, of course, we will continue to attract evidence of that. That's simply because the subconscious mind is very stubborn. It's a right fighter. It loves being right. And it doesn't matter what stories it's holding on to. It just has an incessant need to go and prove itself right. So this is why it's so important for us to release ourselves from the indoctrination, from the illusions, constantly focus on being in alignment with divine truth and being in alignment with our own personal truth. When we focus on what's right with us, it frees an immense amount of energy to just be, which is what we came here to do. (laughs) That sounds kind of counterintuitive, right? We are doing is really in the being. So when we allow ourselves to be our own best friend and only talk to us, talk to ourselves as though we are our own best friend and really focus on what's right with us, we no longer have to expend energy fixing ourselves. And then that energy that was once spent fixing ourselves can be redirected into what we wish to create and who we wish to be and how we wish to contribute. Number six, there is always a spiritual root cause to any health concern. So any manifestation in the body always has a spiritual root to it. It doesn't mean we want to make ourselves wrong, but the spiritual root is tied in with purpose because living our purpose is a spiritual root. So we want to find out if this health concern is a distraction or if it's holding a key to unlock some wisdom that we can not only share with ourselves, but share with other people. Number seven, a healer doesn't actually heal people. What they do is create a sacred container for people to step into and create the desired shift if they choose them. If you are a healer listening to this, you get what I'm talking about. Yes, we bring a lot to the table. We bring our wisdom and we bring our toolkit and we bring all kinds of things. But there are times where people don't have shifts because they're committed to staying where they are for whatever reason. There's no judgment around that. But we share the same tools with them as everyone else. And some people heal and some people don't. Why is that? At some level, it starts with a choice. And that ties into number eight, which is that healing is always a choice. We are gifted with free will. So we have the free will to live our purpose. We have the free will to be healthy. We have the free will to be abundant and so on and so on and so on. Number nine, our our ability to heal and every healing opportunity we're given has a silver lining. There's always something in that. So for for those of you that know that I had a car accident way back in the day, and that's 
that's what set off a lot of this path that I'm on. I was in a lot of pain. <laughs> it was painful. I, uh, I was like a broken bird almost. And I had some Reiki treatments done. And the gift of that, it wasn't the car accident, was a few things. It was to restore faith and trust. Uh, but it was to introduce me to Reiki. And I needed to be introduced to Reiki because I, it was part of my path to become a Reiki master and activate other people. So yes, of course, Reiki served me and it helped me heal. It also helped clear up my third eye to see more clearly and to, to live from purpose and so on. And then the, the other silver lining in that is that allowed me to activate a lot of other people and now those people are activating other people and so on and so on. And we can see how with the Great Awakening, why that was so important back in the day without me even knowing it, why those of us that have been guided to do light work were really guided to be a contribution to the light grid because it's the light grid on the planet that's waking up so many other people so that we can navigate into this golden age with uh, much more cooperation Right? And, and us moving in the direction of holding the intent and energy on the planet that we wish to hold. Number 10, we are all a work of art in progress. So knowing that, we really want to be shifting our mindset to focusing on the journey rather than the destination. I can say in the Great Awakening, and I get this, honestly, I do, this is intense. This is, <laughs> we are prepared for it, we have the skills for it on the one hand, but on the other hand, we had no idea it was going to look this way, right? It's messy. It's beautiful, and it's also messy, <clears throat> and everything in between. And so many people are wanting this to be over. Why can't this just be over? Why can't we return to normal? Well, there is no normal to return to. That was already an illusion. We know that. And we're dismantling <clears throat> thousands of years of craziness and half-truth. And, you know, we're living in a world of opposites where people that are really bad have been positioned and we've been um, hypnotized into believing that they're really good so we don't question it. And people that are actually really good have been portrayed as evil so that we don't listen to them and that they don't get the momentum in shifting the agendas. That's an example. We have been indoctrinated, as I mentioned, and we have uh, been exposed to a perpetual string of two truths and a lie. We have confusion. We have all this mind control we're unraveling from. So it's going to take longer than six months. It's going to take several years for us to be feeling like we're grounded in the new age. Not because I want it to be that way. It's just because there's a lot to dismantle before we can even sift through the rubble and decide what we're going to construct from the rubble. We're still tearing down buildings, so to speak, right? So this is going to be a few years in this particular journey. And if you remember the episode where I had Milada on talking about the astrology, we're going to have Milada back on to talk about, you know, what happens 
after uh, winter solstice this year and some of the other things we can expect in 2021 and beyond. The reason why we're doing this is because we're focused on the destination rather than the journey. If we allow ourselves to be fully present to this rather than resisting it, we're able to see the magnitude and the beauty of what is happening, even in the midst of all of the ugliness and craziness. We chose to be here now, and every time we avoid being present in this moment, we are depriving ourselves of the opportunity that our soul knew it came here for. When we were out of our body and our soul was designing this cute little plan for us, it decided it knew that we were meant to be here. We were meant to be here for all of it, witnessing all of it, the good, bad, and the ugly. There's a reason why our soul needs to be present to this, and we're not going to know until we are on the other side of this. And I really do get (laughs) that uh, it's tricky. It's really tricky to be present at times. It's very easy to want to escape. It's very tempting. But the more we resist this, the more we deprive ourselves of the experience. And we're not all meant to play the same roles we see other people. Some people are meant to be trumpeteers, And, um, you know, trumpeting, like being the town crier, I mean, right? I'm not talking about Trump. I'm talking about having an actual trumpet (laughs) and, uh, you know, beckoning the masses and and letting them know certain things. Others are here to hold space. Others are here to be researchers. Others are here to be advocates. Others are here to be healers, way showers. I could go on and on and on. The reason in part why I'm talking about all of this today is so we can have clarity in what our role is. What is our purpose during this time? And how can we really sink into it, even though it might feel scary, even though it might feel isolating, even though it might feel lonely, even though it might feel overwhelming? How can we build a system of support around us in light of that so that we can mitigate those feelings and really step into who we came here to be and how we came here to contribute, especially during this time. So again, we're focusing on the journey and being in the experience of the journey rather than trying to race to the finish line because our desire to race to the finish line isn't going to make the finish line get any closer. The finish line is a few years out from now. So no amount of trying to rush it it's going to shift that. It's been painted on the ground. It's, it's a permanent fixture. We, we need to do the work. As long as we commit to doing the work, we will arrive at the finish line. Number 11, the universe always has our back. Right? It, it seems at times like there's a lot going on. I can assure you, I really feel in my bones, and the record keepers have told me this time and time again, that the light winds, that uh, we are being provided for, and we constantly feel massive jolts of energy on the planet, especially right now we're feeling that, because the more we demonstrate we're willing to hold more light and willing to illuminate more, which means 
more darkness comes up. Of course it does because we're illuminating what needs to be healed. The more light can come on the planet because it's kind of that concept of universal free will or the universal law of free will where the universe can only match the energy that we are demonstrating. We have to invite it in. The universe is here for us, but the more we invite it in and say we're ready for more, more shows up. We are a manifestation of the creative life force energy. So we are an extension of source. Just by us showing up, just by us being, just by us speaking, there's a harmonic that comes out of us that can move mountains, that can awaken people. I know that there's some folks that are really feeling frustrated, like how come more people aren't waking up? And we know that nowhere in the history of screaming wake up or calling people sheep or any of those things is going to compel them. If anything, they're going to contract. Right? We wake up when we're ready. But us sharing our light every day, even if it's just saying nice things on social media or going out and smiling at someone or, you know, beaming energy to a particular person or a particular situation, anytime we're spreading light, the light is what does the work. The light is what awakens people. So if we commit to continue spreading it and remembering that we're an extension of that creative life force energy, it can have way more of an impact than we even realize. And to that, with the universe having our back, number 13, we already have everything we need. Everything we need to be in this moment has already been given to us. And every person that we need to help us help others is already in our field. They might be one degree of Kevin Bacon, so we just need to call them in. But we're already surrounded. Number 14, we are already loved, accepted, and respected. We don't need to do anything. We don't need to be anything. We already are that. We just need to remember that. So therefore, abandonment, rejection, and separation are just illusions. Oneness is all there is. Consciousness is all there is. And everything we're experiencing right now is in the collective consciousness it wouldn't exist if it wasn't part of our consciousness. We don't need to figure it all out. We just need to keep restoring ourselves to a state of oneness, to keep making that our destination, trusting that the more we focus on shifting ourselves and helping other people restore their sense of oneness, that is what's going to tip the scales. That's our contribution. That is in, in part our purpose. Number 15, when we live in the question rather than the answer, we allow for way more possibilities. So an example of that would be, I use this a lot in business. If we're a six-figure entrepreneur and we want to be a seven-figure entrepreneur, then we would just live in the question of what would a seven-figure business owner do in this situation? We don't have to know. We're not going to know. But in surrendering the knowingness to a higher energy, our higher self, to the universe, etc., 
then we can see things we wouldn't have seen if we're still wanting to operate in the mindset of I'm a six-figure entrepreneur. Now, yes, the reality might be that you're a six-figure entrepreneur, but when you start thinking like a seven-figure entrepreneur, if someone wants to release weight, and I use this as an example because many people still feel they need to, <laughs> and we tend to tie a lot into that because, again, the conditioning and so on that we've received in society. And I, I get it. There's times where we just want to feel lighter. So I want to honor that piece where if it's a desire to feel lighter and to feel more spacious and to perhaps, you know, course correct some things going on in the body, we might want to release some weight. So we might say, well, what does a person who weighs 20 pounds less do in the situation? How do they start their day? What thoughts should they hold about their body? What do they put in their body? What do they not put in their body? We don't necessarily have to answer that when we're holding that as a question and we're just living into that question. We tend to make different choices. We tend to call in different solutions, different opportunities, etc. 17, time is an illusion, and we are feeling that right now. Time and space are recalibrating to be in alignment with our divine truth. We are all feeling wobbly around time and space right now. I have yet to speak with anyone that feels like time and space isn't shifting. (laughs) We have had time manipulated. We've had time, uh, man-made time shifted out of our years. Some people say that This is actually the year 2012, but because of the man-made calendar years and the way they manipulated time and they get us to focus on time and the lack of time we have, the way they calibrated time, or calculated time, I should say, ended up shaving eight years off of our calendar, which would mean that this is actually 2012. Interesting. I'm not saying that that is true, although I have vetted that through the Akashic Records and they've shown me that that is true. Uh, can I provide you a ton of research around that? No, because I haven't gone that far down the rabbit hole, but you're welcome to if you'd like and show us what you come up with because I'm genuinely interested. I think it's a fascinating concept, but all of that to say that time is an illusion and um, we can, whatever we think we have to wait for in the future, we can call into the now. I'm talking about our personal journey. We don't have control over the collective, right? We can be a contribution to it, but we don't have control over these certain, um, you know, markers that we talked about before. But in knowing that, if we release this feeling of we're running out of time, which is just an illusion, then we can have it all and, and be it all right now if we choose. 18, striving for alignment to universal truth creates greater inner alignment. The universal truth is always going to run the show. And part of our pain, so to speak, in life is when we bump up against it and we try to work against the power of the universal laws. They're a much stronger vibrational frequency than us. It's not because they're better than us. It's just they're holding a different energy. They're in the sixth plane of existence, same with the Akashic Records. So the vibration is different there. And because the vibration is different there, it's already calibrated to radiate what it radiates. So every time we try to make things happen that aren't in alignment with universal law, we create friction, right? So it's important for us. I've written a book on um, the 88 universal laws, which is on Amazon, 
not a lot of money. So when I share this, I'm not trying to pimp out my stuff. I'm just letting you know that that's a resource available to you if you, um, if you feel called to do that. But we, we need to, um, get clear on those universal laws. And, you know, the same is true for me. It's not like I'm an expert at this. I still am human, right? So I'm going to be bumping against those laws. And when I do, I catch it quickly and then I look at how do I calibrate. 19, our body has our own consciousness. It has its own purpose and consciousness. So we want to be tuning into it and asking what it needs from us because it is a partner with us on this journey and we need it to be functioning optimally. We need it to have enough vitality. And when it is speaking to us, we want to be in relationship with it as though it's a person and ask what it needs from us. Number 20, be here now, fully grounded in our body, making the most of our finite human experience. It's great to want to travel on the magic carpet and float out of our body and meditate for hours and do all the things, right, and avoid being in the present moment. But we came here to be human, having a human experience on this planet in the great freaking awakening. How cool is that? Really, like, this is so wild. I still smile every day going, what was I thinking? Like, wow, I chose to be here right now. This is wild. How cool is that? So uh, I leave you with this. This is just a little pep talk to, to send some love your way. Hopefully there was some little nudge in there that reminded you of something or maybe it gave you an opportunity to have a release of something. I would love to hear if there's any takeaways that you have for this. And, of course, would always love for you to share this with others uh, in the event that you feel that it would resonate. And I mentioned the Akashic Records a few times. I know that you all know that I offer this. I do offer special codes for listeners of the show if you wish to learn how to deepen into your Akashic Records and use this as a tool to facilitate day-to-day alignment on your purpose and perhaps even do that for others. So just reach out to us, clientcare at souljourneys.ca. Someone on my team will gladly support you in getting clear on what you're looking for and then make recommendations accordingly. So between now and the next time we talk, I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk very soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you learned today, I would love for you to share with your friends by leaving a review so that more people can learn of the show and be impacted by the information we're sharing here. If you aren't already following me on social media, be sure to follow me on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Jennifer Longmore. And I'd also love for you to visit my website, www.souljourneys.com. .ca and claim your free soul acceleration system while you're there. You'll become a VIP recipient of my ever-popular daily messages from the Akasha delivered to your inbox each day. With love and namaste.